Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights Christmas Special. That's right. We are doing a Christmas special because it's maybe their second favorite time of the year. Second most favorite. Is that the word I'm looking for? It is It is mine, I guess. Halloween obviously tops the bill, but Christmas comes in as a close second. And we haven't had an episode for a while. We will be gearing up to return after the new year, but to remind everyone that we're still out here and we're still doing this show... Quinn had the idea to put together this Christmas special. Yeah, and it turns out that Christmas and Halloween have a lot more crossovers than I even, even I thought. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so joining me tonight, I, wow, it's been that long, I forgot the introductions. I'm Matt, of course, and of course joining me, as you heard, is Quint. Hello. And also my sister Karen, who will, you'll be hearing probably a lot more of her come around the when we come back around with the regular episodes again with her successful Immersion introduction into Halloween Horror Nights with 25. Indoctrination. Indoctrination, yeah, however you want to call it. She's become as big a fan as we have, so we are happy to have another voice on here and another perspective moving on with the show. So welcome back, Karen. Hello. All right. Well, with that, Quinn, I will turn it over to you, and hopefully I can keep up with some of the things you have on this list of what we're going over. (laughs) Well, most of it is, so I I kind of tried to arrange it from historically oldest to, you know, newest, which was very recent, but um, historically Krampus. I mean, we even had Krampus at Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood. Right. And this is just like, it's the devil for Christmas. It really is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, the goat hooves, the long tongue, it steals children. uh, It's just like an evil Christmas monster. Like, why would people do this at Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny about this this whole 
the whole Krampus thing in general is that I honestly didn't know anything about it until either either it was this year or last year. And of all things, my first exposure to it was the league. Oh, really? Oh, yes, because there yeah. was an episode where it was during the Christmas time, and Taco, for some reason, decided to bring Krampus back to Christmas. Of course, <laughs> of all characters. <laughs> And I was like, I assumed, since it was the first I'd heard of it, I assumed it was a, it was a taco thing, like many other things. And I don't know where, a lot, maybe it's even talking to you, or maybe it was even Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood seeing what was coming up. I realized it wasn't a taco thing and started to learn a little more about it. I'm not up to speed at all, by any means. And I haven't even got to see the movie. As I said, I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times on this show, I do not get to see horror movies until they're on home video, because my wife just and I won't have- go. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but the new one that's coming out looks really good. Well, Karen I mean, has seen it. I've seen oh, it. Oh, is it? Yeah. How, so how was it? Uh, it all right. <laughs> it's like any Christmas horror movie. It's so bad, it's good. It's campy <laughs> as fuck, right? Oh yes, yeah, exactly. I've, and that's that's what I got from the trailer, and that's what I was hoping for. Yeah, so. I remember yeah, okay. the, the first teaser trailer showed the kids, and it showed like shadows of Krampus, and I think a hand, and I said, "Oh, this looks like terrifying." But yeah. then I saw the full trailer and started to see the cast. I'm like, oh, Adam Scott, and not, and that's not a bad thing. It's just like, no. okay, all right, this is not going to be horror horror. This is going to be closer to the side of this is the end horror. But I don't know if it's quite that funny. I haven't yeah. seen it, but it's like okay, but I still want to see it. I still want to yeah. see it. it, it yeah, it's not different. comedic funny. It's camp funny. Right. Okay. I mean, I was. I was laughing out loud hysterically at some points, but just because they were so absurd, you couldn't help but laugh. Okay. Right. Okay. That's that's exactly what I was expecting from it. Yeah. So, uh, sounds good to me. And I'm trying to look it up, but I think, and I might want to look this up later for a, a later idea I have in 2016, but I think it's a universal picture, isn't it? Anyone oh. know off the top of their head? Oh, I, I do don't not remember. I oh. don't know. I, I'm trying to find it. You think? Yes, it is. It's a well. It's a legendary pictures and a Universal's picture. So I think that's a. I think legendary pictures may or may not be owned by Universal. I I, I I'm not sure, but Universal is definitely in the company credit. So I'm thinking with, with this being the first horror movie since Halloween Hard Nights 25, this has Ooh. potential for. Well, we know a scare zone. We know they right. where they can get some outfits and and some street decorations. Yep. Quint and I have seen it, so wouldn't be a terribly mm. huge surprise to find out, like around July or August, yeah. that Krampus will have some kind of presence at Halloween Horror Nights twenty six. Who knows? And the other thing about his his appearance is like the the chains, right? There's always chains, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of a creepy thing for for them to put into any of them, uh, either mazes or wherever because that just that rattle of chains is kind of creepy sometimes right but um but that's really all i got on krampus just like them old people were fucking (laughs) jesus old christians man those guys were fucking sadistic to their kids so yeah i guess it (laughs) christmas got a little too fun so (laughs) krampus was thought of i don't know what the hell Pur- well, damn yeah. the Puritans, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it came, it comes out of Germany and Austria. What's that tell you? Well, mm. that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. All right, next up is uh, not really a Halloween one, but Jack Frost. And Jack Frost is kind of like the Loki of Christmas and winter, right? I mean, it's just, it's just a trickster, and some of the tricks go pretty evil, and some of them go, uh, you know, some of them go not so evil, but it was also like the blamed for the cause of frostbite so 
I think that puts him pretty much into an evil category. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I saw this on the list, I thought of Jack Frost, that movie they made where the serial killer turns into a snowman. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was in some of the research that I did, too, and it was it was... It was so bad. Oh my yeah, god! Oh yeah, it's terrible. So Mine goes a different direction. It ter- it's the 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 family movie where where oh. uh, Michael Keaton turns into a snowman, <laughs> which by the way is terrifying. Anyway, so I mean, I think yeah. that would work. Mm-hmm. It's like actually, and then now that I look at here and Sa- Martin Short played him in Santa Claus Three, this is getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> it can't. Yeah, it, I mean, even the historical version can't be could possibly be as bad as the movie. <laughs> right. Made. True. Right. Oh God! Oh God! Wait. And he's in has something to do with Frozen too. Um, really? I don't know. I I don't know anything about Frozen, so I'm not even going to so, go uh, there. So there was another one that was a, a Guardian Rise of the Guardians or something that was an animated flick. Um, oh yeah, that he was he was one of the main characters in. Yeah, and I again, saw that one either. yeah, he's in in a lot of. Well, I saw that one actually with the kids. I think so. That was kind of. It was kind of an interesting take on him. Still a Loki character, right? Trickster, you know, not trustworthy at all. Um, yeah. So that's just where I went with Jack Frost. But you guys made it way better. <laughs> oh, good. Martin Short will do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, this is the classic Christmas ghost story, which is A Christmas Carol. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's ghosts and how, you know, it's ghosts and and really depressing crap from from like the i don't know what even industrial age i guess um and it's dickens so yeah of course it's going to be really really depressing with really depressing yeah really dark dark, really depressing (laughs) yeah with with just kind of a little bit of an uplift at the end like okay i went through all this just to get that the payoff's not worth it man Um, but yeah, like again, the clinking of chains with Marley ghost and, you know, just all of the things that have come from a Christmas Carol, it's just been, it's a scary, scary story, especially for kids. Yeah. Even no matter how many different versions get made of it and no matter what spin they put on it, there is always a frightening element to it. And I immediately go to, and, and I'm sure Karen did too, Muppet Christmas Carol. Right. Right. Like I would just really say that the Muppet. Um, or the um, Christmas past one is the least terrifying. The one that always got me. Well, actually, two of them. The the which one's the 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 girl ghost, the present or future? Future. Future. So then there's a Grim yeah. Reaper that's the present, right? Past. Past. Okay. Pa- okay. Yeah. So that. Oh, so. F- or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The little girl is the past. The Grim Reaper is the future. Okay, well, I guess I, I, I should yeah. point out, yeah, maybe I should just describe him. There's a big, jolly, almost Saint Nick type character. That's the one that isn't frightening. The little girl this ghost is doesn't. frightening, um, mainly because of the puppetry. That's one of those, like, almost underwater, like, re- and then superimposed yeah. things that they do, which the fluidity Ooh. of a Muppet is, uh, it's, it's your mind's not ready for it, so that gives it the creepiness. And then the Grim Reaper has no face and I believe does not say a line. It's been a while since nope. I've seen it. No. So even a kid's, my, my point is, it, it, I, I kind of went a long way around it, even making a kid's version, clearly, or a family version, I should say, out of the Muppets, which is clearly, and historically, and still a family genre, yeah. th- there's still terrifying elements in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and it was, I, you know, when I started coming up with this list, I was thinking, okay, well, I had 
two or three of the obvious ones, which are coming up. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is like the origin of, of it's almost the origin of ghost stories for Christ's sakes. Like, it, 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 it kind of yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh my God, this is like gotta be a staple. And of course there's a lot of, of Christmas movies that have been made about it. And some of them are really creepy. Yeah. Um, uh, trying to think which other ones I've seen. I know I've seen the George C. Scott one. Yeah, that one That's, is the one that comes up for me. The one that I really like is, um, have you ever, not necessarily seen, but have you ever heard uh, Patrick Stewart do yes, all of the characters I, in A Christmas Carol? I have actually have that, or I have had that CD. I've since uh, dumped it in iTunes, but yeah, I have that recording. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Yeah. How about you, Karen? <laughs> uh, no, I've never actually heard it. Really? Um, yeah. I, I would recommend it, uh, especially if you drive a lot or whatever. Just pop it in and and, and start giving it a listen to. Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart is, well, he's one of my favorite all-time actors. Oh, he's actors. just awesome to listen to in yeah. general. And this, exactly. is a, this is a one-man reading. At, at the, right. Quinn may have said that. I may have missed him saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, he's, he's fantastic in it, as usual. Anything else about A Christmas Carol you guys want to mention from memories? Mm, the, uh, yeah, the, mar- the, the entire... Really, I think I was pretty much scarred on this story from seeing the George C. Scott one mm-hmm. as a kid because the night appearance of Marley in Chains yes. is, uh, that's like the worst case scenario it, yeah. of running into a ghost. And it's burned into my brain, that whole it, scene. Yep, like yeah. like Marley, the, the clinking of the chains, you know, uh, Scrooge checking the door and all that stuff. It's just, it was really well filmed. Yeah. And memorable. In fact, uh, not to cross promote intentionally, but we just did a our stars and character annual Christmas uh, special was based on this because you didn't need to spell out the story. You just needed mm-hmm. yeah. a Marley. You needed three ghosts, and you needed a, a, a someone never talking to. And it's just everybody knows the story, and everyone has a memory of it. And I dare say that even people that love it, which I I do enjoy the story, I like the story, but people that might name this as their favorite story would probably still say there's something in here that scares them every time they hear it. I, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was, it was the same thing. My, my, most of my experience is that and Scrooged. Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> Which is frightening because David Johansson's in it. Right. Well, it's frightening on, on all kinds of <laughs> levels, but, um, and the, this is kind of going in a rat hole, but what the hell? Um, my favorite part of Scrooged was the Lee Majors film that they were producing in the background of all of all of this, right? Oh, right. And it yes. was basically yes. him defending the North Pole or attacking the North Pole. One of the two. Um, it was just awesome. <laughs> like every once in a while, you'd see in the background, you'd see Lee Majors shooting up like the North Pole, and, and it was that was the biggest thing that I remembered from that movie. It wasn't. So. Was Jamie Farr Marley in that, of all people? Or is he Scrooge? I don't remember. I know Jamie Farr was a... Not, no, no, not, I'm sorry. No, he probably was something different. He was, I think he was in that Lee Majors thing. Something completely different. Never mind. He was, Jamie Farr was in it, but I just realized, I think I mixed him up with... Uh, this is this is going to be embarrassing, but I, I picture Jamie Farr in a dressing robe, and now realize it's the chic costume from Cannonball Run. So that's how my memory just worked right there. Okay. So that's right. okay. I figured, you know, full disclosure. That's where I got. That's where that my mind went there. Wow. <laughs> how about you, Karen? Did you did you ever um have any memories from of a Christmas Carol from when you were a kid? I remember them showing it to us in school. Really? I, I, I believe it was middle school, too. Um, 
Okay. It wasn't it wasn't the George C. She's uh, George C. Scott version. It was the nineteen thirty seven version. I, I couldn't even tell you who's in that. Um, so it was even older than that. Mm, it's kind of dark for. It was, school. but at Christmas time, I remember them. They didn't like it was like the day before we had our break. They didn't know what else to do. They didn't want to teach. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Pop in a movie. <laughs> yep. The only only name that jumps out at me in that version is Gene Lockhart. It's a name I know, but I'll be damned if I can tell you what he's done yeah. besides that. Oh, I guess he's done. Oh wow, he's done America on Thirty Fourth. Christmas must be his thing. Did America on Thirty Fourth Street looks like a couple of westerns, but yeah, that well, must have been in the public domain. That's why the uh, school yeah. probably showed that one. Yeah. All right. So the next one, uh, this one comes straight from my childhood, and it is The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was a yes. staple for, for me watching, you know, watching yeah. television at Christmas. Uh, I So where I grew up was pretty Puritan in, in itself, so I didn't get to watch a lot of TV. Um, but Christmas time, this would come on, and my dad loved it, so we always got to watch it. Uh, and... The only time I ever saw anyone get mad at, at having to watch this was when they, they preempted a hockey game yeah. for it. Oh. <laughs> it's like, it's like we, we missed the first period of the hockey yeah. game. Because, and it was like, yeah, anyway, um, I, I I know that the, the original is the book by Dr. Seuss, but the, I don't even remember, I don't even know what studio put this out. Whoever did. That's a just, good question. Knocked it completely out of the park. It yeah. is a classic. I still watch it every uh, every Christmas. It's it's awesome. Between that and the Charlie Brown Christmas, you have to watch both of them. Yeah. See, Charlie Brown was a was much more of an American thing. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I never thought of that, but that makes yeah. sense. We, I mean, we got some of the Charlie Brown stuff, but it wasn't like it was inundated here. Like, we didn't get that many of the specials. And if we did, they were played in odd times, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, to answer your production question, this was an independent production company um, yeah. called The Cat in the Hat Productions. Oh, cool. It, oh. But it was a, subsidi- a subsidiary of MGM Television. So, it had major backing, okay. but they had actually put together a company to do a lot of the um, Dr. Seuss uh, uh, books adaptations. There, I couldn't find a word. So they've done, they've done How the Grinch Stole Christmas. They've done The Cat in the Hat. This is all in the uh, late sixties, early seventies. They did a Lorax mm-hmm. cartoon, which that's news oh. to me. I've not seen that. Uh, Doctor hmm. Seuss on the Loose and the Huber Blue Highway, which I am not familiar with. If that is a Doctor Seuss story or not, Horton Hears a Who is in there as well. So uh-huh. that answers that question. That's actually kind of explains why it is probably such a good ad- adaptation because it was a yeah. company formed specifically to to do doctor Seuss these. stuff yes yep yeah. yeah um and again you know the comparisons i had for this in a christmas carol are very similar it's like there is so much of this book and the movie that are about the bad stuff and the the, the evilness of the grinch and all that stuff with just so little redemption at the end that yeah, right <laughs> like everything's happy peppy okay Right, and the toys are gone, and everything's gone, and it's like, ah, I, I don't get it, you know? Um, it's, why is this such a big staple for, for all of us <laughs> at Christmas? It, it's it's a nasty story, right? It's it a story is, yeah. The main character is just a, like a real curmudgeon, and uh, for three seconds, he's a good guy. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Right. 
And there's no follow-up stories, so you don't know if he's still a good guy or not. Which surprises right. me in this day and age that, well, I guess because his his widow still holds tight reins mm-hmm. over his property. Oh, she might yeah. not have let them do do one, but one day, yeah. sooner than later, unfortunately, a, a large conglomerate is going to own yeah. this, and we yeah. may have we may have a sequel. I'm really surprised. The powers, uh, the power of Ron Howard didn't get a movie sequel out of this somehow uh, after he yeah. did the movie. But this cartoon has a huge. Of all the things we talk about, this might have the huge heart, the biggest horror connection of anything we're going to talk about. I I think so too. I mean, yeah. it, it is just, it's dark. I mean, the stuff that he does to that poor dog, it's like animal abuse. Well, I'm talking story. Yes, I, my I was hinting more towards production. Boris oh, Korloff okay. was the voice ah, of the Grinch and the right. narrator of the story. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't get much, much more horror than Frankenstein's monster. That. No kidding. I had no idea. Oh, really? No, I, I uh, honestly yeah. I had no idea. I'd, n- I'd never put those two together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's that is one of the uh, things I do know about this. I didn't actually have to look that, that one up. Yeah, Bar- Boris Karloff does the, the I just said voice of the Grinch, but more notably, where you really, if you're look here trying to pick his voice out, um, it's one of the few times, well, no, I shouldn't say that, that's not true. In this special, it's the only time he's not acting as a character when he's doing the narration voice. And you listen to that, and if you are used to the later works of Boris Karloff, where I actually get, did get to talk, or maybe even from the years of The Mummy, you're like, oh, wow, you can't unhear it. It's right no. there. Yeah. Um, and and I always thought that the narration was one of the the really outstanding parts of the production, right? Mm. Like it's just he does that creepy rhyming thing so well. <laughs> um but I mean and again this this matches a lot of Christmas history, right? It's like yep. it matches the Bible where really there's most of the Bible is just terrible, terrible events that are happening and terrible people committing these atrocities. And then a tiny little bit of redemption at the end. It's like, what the hell? Christians are weird, man. <laughs> um, I don't know if you were going to talk about the movie much at all or not. Which one? The the uh, Jim Carrey one by Ron Howard doesn't exist okay well i did want to <laughs> only mention that because i wanted to fast forward to the annual grinchmas show that they do at universal studios and mm-hmm. there's a reason for it this will take a little bit to get to they do an annual they do a a very shortened musical stage adaptation of the movie uh it, the the likeness is based after the grinch from the movie the the who's and the whole set and whatnot uh my point here is since this is a show dedicated to halloween horror nights we are officially a Halloween Horror Nights episode now uh, episode right now with this statement the face of the Grinch for advertising this year and, and he was once a performer I, I, I believe he's not performing Grinch this year is the same actor that we have all we all know that was is Jack the Clown really oh. yes so oh, that's we've, great we've now made yeah. that connection and made this an official Halloween Horror Nights Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights episode <laughs> That is awesome. Uh, I uh, yeah. It's, so if you're it, driving down I four and you see the big ho 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 Grinchmas uh, billboard, take a good look because the same face you're looking at is the face of Jack the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, 
Yeah, it, it, I, I don't. I can't imagine that it's stepping from one pair of shoes into the other pair of shoes is that difficult. <laughs> right, they're, yeah. they're very similar characters. Right. I'm not entirely sure I ever saw him perform in the Grinchmas show because I've only that one I don't go to every year, like Halloween Horror Nights. I kind of go roughly every other year and not as big a fan. So I'm not the don't have the obsessiveness of finding out who's playing who. So I, I, I maybe should try to pay attention to that when I know he's playing him again. Unfortunately, he's not this year. So there's no point in trying this year just and, and see having seen a. Uh, Car- Carnival of Carnage, uh, the Carnage returns so much. I should be able to recognize a voice or some. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some. Uh, I don't want to say idiots. Mannerisms. Thank you. Mannerisms yeah. between the two characters, which I think would yeah. be really interesting to see. <laughs> oh God, that was such a good show, the Carnival of yeah. Carnage. Yeah, yeah it was. Like, you know, going back to uh, uh, back to what my favorite parts of Halloween Horror Nights are. That is now like on the top of my list. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just because it's it's th- the most set in my memory. Yeah, I, I have to admit when I think about how much the most energy I felt of anything in that event, that I do keep coming back to that because, like I said, you're everyone in the maze is is there to see the maze, but at that show you're actually enjoying it together rather than doing the conga line through it, and the energy was yeah. just so much different. But I, I don't I. Psh- Get me started again on 25 and we could be here all night. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, have we wrapped up the Grinch? I Any think other? so. Yes, I had yeah. to. Yeah, I had to ask that only to make that connection. Uh, sounds good to me. <laughs> um, all right. Next on the list. And this is like, I, I can't believe it's not been on the Grady's podcast. And this is Gremlins. Yeah, it comes in the, the that one gets brought up quite a bit and comes and goes it just hasn't made it it's like it seems to be an unfortunate uh timing that we end up thinking of something that just outshines it every time it comes up but i i can't imagine we won't do that did we yeah, watch I, I, did you and i just watch that were you here uh, was it with you i think it was okay because <laughs> i know i've watched it just recently but i couldn't quite remember what what the circumstances were and it must have been we must have been drunk and found it on tv i remember it was uh yeah i think it was um melissa suggested i guess they were about to watch it but they didn't and when you when she's it was just one of those casual conversation things where they were we were talking about netflix and amazon prime and i think she just said offhandedly we were gonna watch gremlins but then we had to go do something and she said gremlins and we all were like a gremlins let's watch gremlins in our drunken stupor and we ended up watching it i think that's pretty much how that happened Yep. And, you know, it's like Gremlins could have been done in the summertime and the, the show would have been or the, the movie would have been just the same. The True, fact yeah. that they had all of the window dressing for for the Christmas stuff was just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Like it was uh, I loved it. I, I mean, I'm a big Gremlins fan. I've been a fan of all. Of, I even like the second one, you know, I do, too. Mm-hmm. That had one of the big. I worked in a movie theater when that came out, and I can't tell you how many times opening weekend, someone every oh it's, it had to be every show someone fell for the film breaking bit they do in that the gag they do in that movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was yeah. Gremlins is just a classic eighties movie. I watched it as a kid. I watched well, kid. I was just not that young anymore when it came out, but um, and it's based on what i remember of our last viewing it's held up yeah yeah uh it's it's one of those practical effects movies that i think there was some like 
attempted CGI, but not to the point of where they were mixing the two. And that's what ends up aging these movies for us. It was all done. It was 90% done practical effects. And even though you look at there, look at it and say, say that's a puppet, that's a stop motion animation, blah, blah, blah. You don't have that. <laughs> Teddy bears, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't have that super sore thumb of bad CGI dating it as bad. No, no. And, and seriously, like uh, Teddy, yeah, the green ones are teddy bears. I, I did catch that. I just had to finish my sentence. <laughs> the the uh, um, yeah, the spike. What was his name? Spike? Yeah, Stripe or whatever. Uh, that was just a really evil, cool looking <laughs> uh, puppet. You know, I I don't know. I thought it was well done. I it, drunken watching it still holds up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and and what's more creepy than little dolls going evil? Right. Yeah. Right. So that's that's why it made my list of of Christmas and and Halloween cross up. Um, uh, so Karen, you're a bit younger than us. Did did you ever get the Gremlins craze? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, I I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I, I can remember watching it on TV constantly. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you, much of your childhood was damaged by what Matt was into at the time. Yeah. Of course. No doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I always, anytime I watch this movie, I always remember the scene with her explaining how her father was pretending <laughs> yes. to be Santa Claus and got stuck in the chimney and died. And I just. <laughs> you may oh. be too young to remember this, but when we first, I don't think I got to see the Gremlins in the theater. So we rented it, and mom could not stop laughing at that story, which pretty much. <laughs> sets up where we're at with our Halloween and horror love. But I like, and then th- what's funny is that memory sticks with me so strongly that when we watched it here, I'm, I think I was the only one that laughed and everyone, and all of you looked at me like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it's funny. Trust me. Yeah. My mom made it funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's probably why it sticks in my head. So well. maybe, yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, I, I had kind of actually forgotten about that. And that, you know, you're right. It, this movie could not have happened in the summertime because without that whole her disliking right. Christmas thing, uh, a lot of that dialogue and, and stuff that went on between them would just not have been nearly as funny or right. nearly as good, right. you know? Yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, evil, evil dolls attacking Christmas. I loved it. Um, again, the next one in the list is is the exact same thing. Another evil doll attacking Christmas, but this is uh, very much more definitely a horror movie, which is the original Child's Play. Uh, you know what? I don't know that I ever saw the original. I've seen subsequent sequels. I'm not a hundred percent sure I saw this the original. I have to think I did, but I don't. Know, Ch- I'm not sure. Chucky was a Christmas gift. Oh. Oh, I was trying to figure out what the Christmas tie-in no, was, Chuck- and I just assumed it took place at Christmas time. No, he was a Christmas gift. Okay. And uh, and then things go terribly, terribly. <laughs> and man, uh, as a child of the '80s, the that doll face with the with the cle- uh, <laughs> the cleaver, the butcher knife in its hands uh-huh. is just like it's a classic image, right? Uh huh. Um. When I start thinking of, of like 80s movies, that's one of the ones that pops into my head. Like I can still see the cover of the movie with that doll's creepy face and that the butcher knife. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. And that I that must be I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to waste uh, our recording time here. If, if Universal doesn't own it, then they certainly have some kind of partnership with it because he's had a long a 
long history with Halloween Horror Nights. Just this year. He was in the, this yep. year, yeah. Yeah, just this year we saw him, and uh, he was part of the Silver Screen year, which I think was mm-hmm. 2007. Uh, they had the Chucky and Saltaporium in, in Hollywood. So they if they don't own him, then they have real close ties with the company that does. So there's there's yeah. another huge Halloween Horror Nights connection. And it was Chucky and Chucky's Bride this year. Yep, yep. So, uh, and, and that, I don't know, that franchise, I never actually really got into the franchise as a whole, but that first movie was just, I loved that first movie and I, I'm really not a big horror movie buff, but that one was just cool. I, I don't know. Uh, the practical, practical effects again was, was well done. And yeah, evil dolls creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> right. uh, now this next one is going to be, um, well, since it's Karen, Karen's on the, on the call, it's going to be long. Because Simpsons <laughs> Treehouse of Horror yeah. has a ton of winter and Christmas stuff going on. Um, what's your favorite one, Karen? Oh, I can only pick one. Uh, <laughs> you can pick a few. How about your okay. top ten? No, no. Let's 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 make this uh, something we can can make it through. How about your top three? Okay. Um, I'd start with. Time and Punishment. It's the one where Homer gets his hand stuck in the toaster and it ends up being a time machine. <laughs> okay. And he keeps going back and he tries not to oh, yeah. step on anything. And yeah, I know the story. I'm trying to find the Christmas connection. Oh, there's not a Christmas connection. Oh, you're giving me a Halloween. Oh, you're, okay. My, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on the Christmas themed one. I can't though. tell you Christmas ones, but there's a lot of yeah. gift a lot of gift giving in Treehouse of Horrors that stand out yeah. to me. Yeah, there's um. Well, Bart Zone he changes Homer into a Jack in the Box. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I'm thinking of the Krusty doll that was terrorizing everyone merely because he was switched to evil, and all they had to <laughs> yeah. do was flip it to good in the end. Good, yeah, yeah. So even throughout all of the Treehouse of Horror stuff, there was a lot of Christmas stuff. I remember several winter episodes. Um, Simpsons has done some of the best mixing of of holidays around just through their, their treehouse of horror. Oh God. That was, I, that was, I didn't, I'm not going to say I dropped the ball because we've done a lot of stuff this year, but that's something I wanted to do was a Simpsons treehouse of horror series during October. And mm-hmm. now that I know what kind of schedule we're hitting, I'll probably actually get that done next year. Right. Uh, I'm not even sure you said something that made me think of something and damned if I didn't lose it in that, diatribe i was giving shit okay if it comes back to me i'll come back to it sorry about that no worries um so yeah it it was it had to make the list it's it's well it's the simpsons they're they're bloody icons of the almost the 20th century yeah right yeah oh yeah Uh, and uh yeah and they've done a lot of of genre mashups and trios of horror has definitely done a good thing for for halloween Halloween, absolutely yeah for for mashing up the different holidays and the different all the different stuff that they've done with the Halloween. What um, I what I like is that they've taken Halloween as their holiday, and they've done Christmas episodes. There's episodes that take place at Christmas, but I don't think, apart from well, I mean, the first one was a Christmas one, but let's we'll take that out of, out of the mix. I don't think they've really, if they've had a Christmas like episode or even special, they don't tout it like Treehouse of Horror. They've latched nah. on the Halloween, which is really cool because in my lifetime, no other series has done that, has taken Halloween as their own, and they just do a really good job with it. I agree. And and I think it's cool, too. It's like, 
you have like the longest running television show in history and they have adopted Halloween as their, they're basically their, their uh, holiday of choice. It's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, pretty much just puts a cap on. They're like, we're the redheaded stepchild of primetime TV. No one took us seriously for the longest time. We're still here and we're going to take the redheaded stepchild of holidays as well. So chew on that. Yeah. Although it's not really the redheaded it's, stepchild of holidays anymore. The, the, the TV true- holidays is kind of what I was saying. What I meant yeah. to say with that. Yeah. You don't get a whole hell of a lot of Halloween. You get some Halloween episodes, but you don't get specials. There's no. this no. Triassic Horrors and the Pollen Halloween special. That's about it. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of all I got for The Simpsons. I was kind of disappointed that Karen didn't have more, but you know. Well, there isn't so much crossovers within the episodes as it is like they'll end an episode the treehouse episodes with like a christmas feel or a winter feel yeah to bring in like okay halloween's over here comes christmas that's true yeah yeah uh, what was it a halloween horror night set oh jesus christ was it a, was it a treehouse of horrors episode that ended with the charlie brown parody with santa's yes. little helper doing the yes. dance in the background i uh-huh. thought it was i just can't yes. remember which one it is okay yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's lots of connections there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, the next one, which is which is actually the the one that gave me the idea to do this episode, which is obviously the Nightmare Before Christmas. And the- this is an yeah. almost almost an endless discussion, except for the fact that I think the director has now corrected this. This has been for ever since this has been out. It has been endlessly debated whether or not this is a Halloween or a Christmas movie. Right. It's been mashed up so well that the whole mashup was done so well that you don't know which one it really is. Right. I actually, what's funny is that I never really took sides for it, but I used it to almost transition myself out of the two. Like once Halloween was over or just about over is when I would watch Nightmare Before Christmas because it's because of the the mashup. And I can't tell you that it ends with being Halloween or Christmas because it's, I'm not going to say it's ambiguous. It really all depends on how you, I guess, look at it. But I, but just, just hammering home what you said, it is so perfectly mashed up between the two that I feel best watching it between the two holidays. Yeah. Um, I was watching it again the other day with, um, with, a, with my wife and she made me turn it off because it's just not her kind of movie. I oh, really? also for, oh. I'd also forgotten how much music was in it. Uh, mm. it, it the the first uh, the first act is almost all music. Yes, that up. is true. Yep, mm-hmm. and and that's it's kind of a high bar for someone who doesn't know and love the movie to get through. Uh, sometimes I'm surprised she doesn't like the music because even the dark music is kind of upbeat. Yeah, I don't think it was. It was. I'm going to try her again on it, but I think part of it was we decided we wanted to watch a movie. We sat down. I said, oh, I haven't seen this in a long time. I'm doing this podcast, blah, blah, blah. Put it on. And it was just not what she wanted to watch that night. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. And and it's, it happens. is one of those movies where it's like you can't just put it on and go, oh, this is cool. I haven't seen this in a long time. I'll just, just kind of hang. It, it has to be something you want to sit down and be in the mood to watch. Yeah. Oh, no. I'll watch it whenever it comes on. <laughs> All right. So you're as equally twisted <laughs> as I am, but we've des- decided that a long time ago. <laughs> so Henry, um, Henry Selleck, that's the director. And he did say in an interview with Entertainment Weekly this year that he, it for him, it's a Halloween movie. As, again, I don't find that definitive because now that I'm thinking about it, Karen and I have had the awesome opportunity to see the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland mm-hmm. converted to this. And we saw it in November. That's well past yeah. Halloween. Yeah, it's, um, you know, 
if he decided that this was a Halloween movie for him, that's great. Yeah, for him, that's um, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me, it's it's deeply embedded in both. And I mean, yeah. Halloween, to me, this is where I really started seeing similarities between Halloween and, and Christmas, right? I mean, both are like the dying or dead periods of of the, the season cycles, right? Um, we've got really, in, in Halloween, it's the fall. You're looking at a long, long winter. Christmas time rolls around. It's like the darkest days of the year. You're, you're trying to celebrate. Originally, they were trying to celebrate light. And, you know, you're trying to do something to just say, like, look, there's hope in the future. But, God, this sucks right now. <laughs> um, and, and so, like, they have a lot of similarities. They have a lot of uh, of common things that, that people want to do. You're, you're celebrating to try and ignore the fact that what's ahead of you sucks. Mm. But yeah, and this this movie kind of solidified that for me because like when you looked at both of them, uh, like both of the uh, what do you want to call them zones the the Halloween town and the and the Christmas town. Right. The Halloween town was really dark and dismal and dead, and the Christmas town was really dark and well, it was darkish, dismalish, deadish. And then they had all these bright lights and colorful things to to liven it up, right? Yes. But without the lights, once you pulled the plug, it was just as dark and dismal as the Halloween. Right. Marriage. True. Yes. That's so, a good point. You know, it's uh, it's like they're actively trying to be positive about, or, or actively trying to keep each other positive about getting through winter. Um, maybe I read way too much into that, but <laughs> it, it it's I, I don't know. I, I see a lot of similarities in what they're what they're trying to do, especially on the Halloween side. They're just taking. That same concept, which is we want to, you know, keep everybody upbeat and get through this, but they just happen to like dismembering and, you know, slaying and all that good stuff. Right. I've always, I've loved this movie since the, the, the literally the day it came out. I mean, I had seen it when it came out. I was working at a movie theater at the time and the whole Halloween town celebration stuck with me for years it's just so memorable so visually yeah. if you like halloween it's so it's visually gorgeous when i got into halloween horror nights here which we uh, we're well into my story of halloween horror nights in the show now you, wait you're into halloween horror nights? i know it's oh. that, not, not oh. many people know that about me all right and uh i'm so glad the temperature dropped so i could wear my hoodie this week <laughs> but uh the um Go the the further we get the the more I got into it and the more I started going to like opening events and opening nights and seeing the opening ceremonies, the more I was reminded of elements of Nightmare Before Christmas. And I really think not to keep hammering home twenty five. I think the mo the closest I have seen to wa- stepping foot in the Halloween town at Halloween Horror Nights was this year in the um. Oh my God! What was the scare zone's name? Um, son of a gun. Oh, uh, which one? The uh, Evil's Roots. Oh, Evil's Roots. Evil. Oh yeah. Because I mean, who did not look at the giant scarecrow with the huge pumpkin head and say that is that is yeah. Jack yeah. from yeah. the uh-huh. opening scene of yeah. Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas? Yep. So, uh, Karen, how about you? You're, are you a Burton fan? Oh yeah. I, okay. There isn't much that he's done that I don't like, and I. I start watching this at the beginning of October. For me, okay. it 
it's an October to the end of December movie. And if they show it in the middle of summer, I'll stop and watch it then too. I love this movie. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Um, what's your favorite scene? Oh. Hmm. I think my favorite scene is when um, Finkelstein is building his new girlfriend. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, and he splits his brain in half? He splits okay. his brain in half, puts half in her, and he's got the other half. Yeah. That's, I, I, I'll give you that one. I like that one a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I just, for me, it was anytime that the, uh, I forget what her name is, that the main lead, lead char- girl character, uh, anytime she, she loses an arm. Yes, Sally. Anytime she loses an arm, I'm like there. It's yeah. it's awesome. The uh, my favorite scene is the opening number by okay hands down. But my favorite clip, I guess you'd say, is when the mayor drives up to Jack's house and he's at the bottom of the steps and you you see the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of steps he has to go up and you're like, are we gonna sit here and watch him go up all these steps? And then all of a sudden he just zips up them in like a half a second. That that cracked right. me up the first time I saw it. <laughs> he's just like humming real slow and real nut and all of a sudden uh-huh. he's at the top of the steps. <laughs> I like when he's uh, knocking on the door and he's like, I'm just an elected official. I can't make decisions oh, right. on my own. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of, of great satire in that movie. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, just it's yeah, it's so much fun. And obviously it was the inspiration for this list. So it, it's it's one of my favorites, too. And apart from uh, let's see, the, this Probably has the only music I like that Danny Elfman has sang. I love his score work. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not a big Ongo Boingo fan, so I usually don't like hearing Danny Elfman sing. But I do respect the fact that he wrote the song, I Love Little Girls, and Patrick Stewart has sung it on American Dad. So I'll have to give him credit for that as well. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you on that one. Um, I'm not even... I like some of Elfman's scores. They are... Anyone that would ever complain that john williams sounds all his scores sound similar i give you danny elfman yeah. <laughs> as uh, this guy sounds sounds the same all the time not in a bad yes. way but man no, alive. I mean, you just his know it's him are, yeah right, right yes yeah. yep i have a danny yes. elfman cd that is like just it's let's say it's 20 tracks and one is from a different thing and apart from like tales from the crypt which is really recognizable and batman I couldn't tell you when one song ends and another starts because they all <laughs> blend together. Uh, I the, the only surprising part of that statement is that you have that CD. I think I got it for Tales from the Crypt. I think there was something I wanted to do with that song. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, back in my like when before computer audio editing was so big and I was and I had like two CD players and a tape deck spliced together into a third tape deck to do the things we were doing back back then. Got it. All right. Um, the next two had to be on the list simply because, um, well, the, the next one is just completely fucked up. Uh, I haven't seen all of it. I, I started watching some of it, and it is, it's as bizarre as it sounds. And it is the movie called Santa's Slay with, with Slay spelled S-L-A-Y. Um, the, the theory behind this is that Santa was originally a demon that was bound to be Santa Claus as punishment for being evil. And well, it, it's, it's yeah. Bound to, or bound as a demon or a demon bound it's a demon that lost a bet to an angel. Yeah. And has to bring presents to kids for a thousand years. Have you Thank seen you this? For, 
No, I have oh. not. I was I was looking it up earlier today, and I saw that Bill Goldberg plays Santa. Say, this is the greatest yeah. cast ever. Bill Goldberg yeah. is Santa. Dave Thomas is a pastor. Right. Fran uh-huh. Drescher's in it. Yes. Chris Kattan's in it. I I don't like Chris yeah. Kattan, but he's in it. No, but yeah. This like, I, the more I, I saw I will about be it, the watching, more like I have to see. I was this. say, well, Christie's at work on Christmas Day. I know exactly what I'm watching. Uh-huh. And then, of course, right. the, the movie's about the binding breaks. Like he, he's he, for some reason the bet breaks, and all hell breaks loose. Right? He uh-huh. just goes completely nuts, and it's like I why, why have I not heard about this till now? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like this is just awesome. Um, so so that made the list just because of the complete sheer absurdity of it. You've got you've got demons and angels and Santa and Christmas and blood and I'm I'm in. Yeah, we may have to wash this into a commentary next year. That's not a terrible I, idea. I, that is not a <laughs> terrible idea. Uh, that I would be totally up for that. Uh, it it's probably the best of the the Christmas horror movies that I went through. Um, which which brings me to the last one, which is. The only reason this is on the list is because there are five of them. Oh God! Silent is... Night, Deadly Night. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, and this is one that I know I've seen one, but I put a gun on my head. I couldn't tell you what number it is. I'd be picking one through five randomly. <laughs> I'd probably say three to play it safe. Yeah, you know what? The first three are a dude who loses it um, in slasher fashion when he's doing the uh, Christmas holidays dressed up in a Santa suit. Uh, and the other two are sequels, which has this toy maker thing going on. I don't know what the hell they are. I didn't even really read into them too much. But these were mostly direct to video. But the fact that there were five of them meant that they were selling enough that they kept doing them. I'm looking the- at the choices, and I'm gonna guess it's most likely the first one. And I probably saw it with Dave, the guy that we've. Well, we just talked about him and we've watched gremlins with because we were on a kick right. of bad movies uh, well for a, a very long time when we worked at the theater together we were in college and this seems to fall into the year range that we watched them so right. yeah and th- here's the thing is what i was reading about this one it was met with such controversy that it was pulled from theaters within a week of release really <laughs> yeah like it was doing very well in the theaters but People were protesting it because of the marketing. It showed Santa, the guy dressed as Santa as a serial killer. So right. everybody thinks Santa's a killer now. And they're worried about what kids were going to think. It's like, why are you taking your child to that movie anyways? Right. True. <laughs> Well, I mean, with the marketing stuff, like billboards and stuff, I guess you can't really, your kids yeah. are going to see them anyway, but still. But like, it was so bad that even Siskel and Ebert, on Cisco read through the names of the the cast and production, and after each name was going shame, shame, Are you shame. Serious? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's extreme. Yeah. Okay, so this made it to the list for even better reasons than I had. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Um, yeah, I just you know. I, I wasn't actually going to put it on the list, but when I realized that there was five of them, I, it was it had to make a list just because you know they they keep coming, the the hits keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I didn't watch any of them. I didn't even watch trailers. I didn't even do as much research as Karen did on them, which right. uh, <laughs> apparently I should have because that was awesome. Uh, yeah, it it just made the list for sheer popularity and um, the fact that they've done that many. I'm debating between whether buying Santa Slayer or renting it on iTunes because I'm sure that we're going to need it again next year. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm. What's the cost of renting and buying? Uh, four bucks to rent, ten bucks to own. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll fucking. Oh, it's even cheaper <laughs> 10, 10 on Amazon. Bucks. Oh, it is. It's like two ninety nine to rent and four ninety nine to buy. Okay, sold. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to pick that one up and. Yeah, well, I'm sure that it'll come up again because it's just too absurd not to. Bill Goldberg, come on. I know, right? (laughs) Anyway, I'm like, do they mean the wrestler? (laughs) I know, right? Yeah, they do. Uh, That wraps up my list. Um, I I hope it was as entertaining for you guys as it was for me to put together. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I started putting putting these together and it was just like, you know, between gremlins and Krampus and and all that other stuff. It was like, oh, this, this, we got to share this with the listeners that we have. Yeah. I, I, oh man, I wish I had more time. It's well, obviously if you're listening to this, the release, it's Christmas week where the release is a day after we recorded and uh, I wish I had had more time, but it's obviously very busy because I have no honorable mentions and I wish I did, but Maybe that's for the best because we can do this again. Because this was a lot of fun. This is a lot of I, fun. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, doing a list like this next year is going to be much harder because I've taken all the obvious ones. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, I like Karen's idea of doing some kind of something with Santa Sleigh, even though I haven't seen I a second of it yet. I don't need uh, to. I know no. <laughs> I want to do something with it. Uh, that and um, oh, what was the other one that that was on the list that. Uh, oh, the new Krampus movie. Uh, we, we might oh, be able to yeah. do something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll be on home video by then, so I'll finally have yeah. seen it. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, may not be the same time, same thing next year, but um, we'll do something. Something. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, should we wrap it up? Yes. All right. Well, I will say thanks, everyone, for listening to this special surprise Christmas special. We will be back after the new year. We'll pick up where we left off with our year-to-year coverage. And, of course, we will also start covering everything that we learn about Halloween Horror Nights 26, which uh, just saying that gets me excited. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It really does. We We've also got a couple of special episodes coming up sure. in the new year. Absolutely, so. yeah, yeah. We got we. This is a show we had planned to uh, just index the years, and ended up having so much fun and having so many ideas that we're gonna keep pursuing those and keep the show going. So we will be back after the new year, taking a little break. Twenty five was a beast. It's the biggest coverage news has ever done of one thing. Yeah, ever. It ended up being like what? What was it like? I don't even remember how many things. 30 things we did did just to cover 25. We did exactly 30 because we did one for every day of the event. Oh, okay. There you go. Yep. So, yeah, we're taking a little break, but we'll be back. Thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for downloading this episode. And have a great holiday. Have a great winter. Whatever you celebrate, whatever you do. Most of all, have a happy new year. And we'll be back with more episodes of the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Happy Halloween, Miss. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a news as internet entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at newsaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash newsazpodcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.